Happy Monday and welcome to Built in Texas, your weekly introduction to the women making it happen in the state of Texas. We're so excited to introduce you to three fabulous makers who are sharing their strategies and experiences on how to thrive forward. Today, we're talking about the power of the pivot, why it's so important to stay true to yourself while you create, and finally, why now is the time to find your community. Enjoy the show. Hey, ladies, welcome to Built in Texas. Happy Monday. How are you? We're good. Good. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us this week. So excited to dive headfirst into the makers movement, what you all are crafting and working on. I am not a crafty person, so I'm hoping I get some tips, (laughs) some inspiration, (laughs) or either links to go buy. Actually, let me keep it real. Just links to go buy. Why am I even trying to craft and make anything? So... But we always kick off Built in Texas instead of me reading a long bio because we try to, to have the show as a bite-sized introduction to some of the women doing awesome stuff around the state. Um, instead of reading a long bio for each of you, I'd love to invite you each to introduce yourselves, where are you currently living, working, doing business, and then a really critical question that we ask every week that you have to answer, Tex-Mex or sushi? Ashley, I'll start with you. Okay. Um, so I guess I'll answer the text mux or sushi. Uh, definitely sushi. It's a crucial question, to Ashley, so I'm glad you started first. Yes, definitely <laughs> sushi. I love sushi. Okay. So my name is Ashley King. Um, I actually live in Burleson, Texas. Um, I'm an artist, a mom, and a wife. Um, and so I've lived here for about um, 10 years. So I create um, uplifting and empowering art that also se- celebrates Black culture as well. Um, growing up, I'm going to tell a little bit about the story and how I kind of got here. So, um, growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white area. Mm-hmm. So representation wasn't something that I saw a whole lot of. Mm-hmm. And so when I got older, it was one of those things that, especially once I had my daughter, um, I wanted to see, I wanted her to see herself more just in our community and things like that. Um, so that's basically what my business is about. Um, I actually, when I first started, um, I started back in 2018, And when I started, I had no idea what I wanted my business to be. Um, And so I just was kind of making all types of things. And um, my art was something that I did for myself. Um, It wasn't necessarily that I did for everyone else. Um, And I think it was like towards the end of 2018 where I made my first piece, which was True Beauty, which is still one of my most popular pieces today. Um, And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, see what happens. And I created her and then I created, I think, two other pieces And I just started selling them at markets and they were a hit. And um, it just got to the point to where that was the majority of the things that people were buying. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a thing. Maybe it's not just for me, but other people need this as well. And so that's kind of like the short story of how I got to where I am now. 2020 was kind of like the turning point for me as far as me turning my business into um, entirely an art business. So Um, I sell art. I also am getting into the stationary part of things. So notepads and planner stickers and things like that. Um, I did a release the beginning of this year. So now I have my designs on mugs, which is really, really cool. Um, So yeah, it's been a journey, but it's been a really good one. And the biggest purpose is, like I said, is the representation part. Um, And thanks to Katie, even being at Mosaic Makers, even though I'm not physically there, it's so awesome to be able to go to my markets that are in DFW um, and meet customers actually bought my products at Mosaic. Um, and so they'll like yeah. see it walking by like, oh my gosh, I bought that at Mosaic. You're the artist, aren't you? And I'm like, yeah. 
yeah. And so it turns into this big conversation. And so it's so nice to kind of have that initiation of them kind of seeing my pieces at Mosaic, but then later on me actually being able to physically meet them in person. So um, that's really been awesome experience so far. So I love that. And I, I, I've discovered um, in this time of starting her Texas and interviewing and speaking to so many different women, the maker community, there's always such a purpose driven behind the pieces, which I think is so fascinating, which is why I was excited to have this conversation with you all, because it's not just making things, you know, there's always this purpose fueling. Uh, how can how can we find you on Instagram? So my handle is King Creations. Um, so that's where you would find me on Instagram. And then I also have my website and I also have a Facebook and my Facebook is also under King Creations. And then my website is just www.kingcreations.com. Perfect. Well, of course, we'll, we'll include all of that into the um, notes for the show. Katie, while we wait for Kathy to log back in, um, Ashley kind of gave us a sneak peek into Mosaic, which of course we'll dive into, but we'd love for you to introduce yourselves. Tell us a little bit about Mosaic and of course that important question, sushi or Tex-Mex. <laughs> sure. Uh, well, I'll start with the question as well, because I think that's a great question. And obviously my answer is sushi. Oh, um, okay. It's one of my favorite foods. And um, I actually had a cat named Sushi for about 12 years who was like my bestie. So perfect okay. like you're legit you're like this i'm not new to this this has been going on for a while no 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 i'm a sushi girl yeah <laughs> every time i ask this question you guys it's so funny i ask this every week i always start thinking of quesadillas and tacos so i'm thinking even though i say verbally sushi is my jam i start thinking of quesadillas and queso every time i start asking this question so i think i might be more Tex-Mex. No, 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 well, kidding. funny story is that my other cat is named Queso. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. That is the yeah, best. Oh, my names. Yeah. <laughs> what cute yeah, name. The new one is Calamari. Um, <laughs> and we call her Callie. And she is spunky. So They're all food. I'm sensing a theme They're here. They're all food. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so my name is Katie. I am a maker first and a shop owner second. And my story goes something like this. I started a stationery company in 2016. You can kind of see some of my cards behind me in shelves there. Um, I started illustrating, making my own cards because I needed a creative outlet. I was doing social media marketing for a living and it was not fulfilling enough mm. for me. So I decided to become a maker and create my own stationery line. Um, I started it and got it up and running and it was going really well. But the first thing I learned was that it was very isolating to work for yourself, mm. um, to be a maker and wear all the hats and think I have to run the finances and the marketing and the production and the shipping, like I'm every department at once. And that was just really hard when you feel like you're the only one doing it. So I started doing local markets and meeting other women like me who were in the same boat and realized that we needed just something to happen, some sort of community to come together to support one another. Um, and then about two years later, I saw a space release in the Bishop Arts District of Dallas, Texas. It was tiny, tiny, and kind of hidden away, but it was beautiful. And it was like this light bulb moment for me where I just thought, this is the community. Um, it's not just happy hours or coffee dates. It's also building a business together, um, selling our goods in store, having a chance to make an income from this and really working as a team. 
So I launched Mosaic Makers Collective, which opened in May of 2018 in a 300 square foot hidden space in Bishop Arts. Um, and then it started growing. We started with eight women and soon grew to 15 and had applications for lots more spots um, that we didn't have space for. So in 2020, we moved across the street to our corner on 8th and Bishop, which is actually a really popular corner in the Bishop Arts District of Dallas. And we grew to 50 women. Um, now we are at almost 100. And we are also doing a holiday pop-up in the Gallery of Dallas. So it's been a whirlwind, but it's been very exciting. And Ashley and Kathy have been on this thing with me for a long time now. And I absolutely love what they do and that we can celebrate that and share their stories with the world. So I love that. And I love the name Mosaic, too, because I think it's so fitting for what you're doing yeah. as a marketer. I'm like, oh, what a great name. Now, Katie, yeah. you're in Dallas and, you're, and she's at a very popular corner. She's like at the what I would call hot girl from a brand perspective corner. Like it, it would, it's the best place ever. Um, Ashley, are, where are you located in Texas? So I'm in Burleson. So oh, I'm probably Burleson. About an hour from um, where the store is. Okay, got it. And Kathy, let us know where you're tuning in from. Um, a little bit about your business and yourself. Yeah. So I am tuning in from Austin, Texas, in East Austin. I'm in my home studio right now. Um, and my name is Kathy Fan, and my brand is Kathy Fantastic with a PH, so it's definitely a pun. Thank <laughs> <So> you. <laughs> and as far as the um, super important question, I'm going to have to go with Tex-Mex. I do have some Tex-Mex illustrations behind <laughs> me. I love sushi, though, honestly, but I me am too. vegetarian, so um, I'm kind of limited as far as what I can have, although I super love sushi but we've got tacos and queso like can't beat queso queso oh. is <laughs> yeah, it is for sure what does fantastic offer provide yeah. um so i am a watercolor illustrator and um, pet portrait artist here in austin and so my background is in marketing um, and I studied advertising as well as Asian American studies um, in school. And so with my work, I explore identity um, by, um, I guess it, it would be the types of things that I illustrate initially are um, part of my identity as an Asian American Texan. And so I have a lot of different things like food and um, also it, it's really interesting for me because I the products that I make are based on my illustrations and I tend to do smaller items such as magnets and stickers. So it keeps um, the price point pretty affordable. And what's really fascinating is seeing what people gravitate towards. And that really shows their identity as well. And so a lot of the times it is who they are as Texans. Um, queso is pretty popular. Guacamole is pretty popular. I have this um, design that has a cat with meowdy underneath. It's a cowboy cat and people are obsessed. And it's really interesting to see who's a cat lady and who's just really into it, even though they don't even like cats. <laughs> They're just really, really into it. But um, I'm, I'm, I'm just so proud to be part of it. I'm really glad to be among those hundred women. And actually Katie contacted me towards the beginning, reaching out on Etsy when I was first starting and I just wasn't ready. And so I want to say 
sometime like maybe the summer during 2020, um, during a pandemic, she had an open call for other makers. And I was like, you know, I'm ready. Like it's, it's scary. It's risky, but let's see how this goes. Like you don't know. And also during a pandemic, you don't know how anything's going to go anyway, you know? And Katie was just so open to the different kinds of work that I had. Of course, Texas makes sense because it's Dallas. She's on that special corner <laughs> in Bishop Arts where everybody's going to be shopping for Texas, whether they're local because Texas loves Texas yeah. or um, if they're visiting, you know, but something that I thought was really great was that Katie allows us to choose um, items that are not necessarily going to be bestsellers. And so I have a few mm -hmm. items that are more relevant to me that are more niche. So I have a Vietnamese coffee design in that design. Mm -hmm. I chose to put in mosaic because I knew that certain people were going to really feel seen. Mm -hmm. A lot of people were going to have no idea what it was. Like they're going to be like, what the heck is this? They might go up to the front and be like, can you explain like, what is, what is this? But there's going to be people who really like that brings up memories from their past, like that, the history of the diaspora. And so I'm Vietnamese American. And so when I released that design, people who are Vietnamese American really like they came out and they were like, this is what I remember from Saturday and Sunday mornings when my parents didn't have to hustle when my parents were home. Otherwise they had Folgers coffee, but on the weekends, this like very long process because like a French press, it just kind of takes forever because each drip, like you don't just press it. It's like every single tiny drip just to have a tiny amount of coffee. And it just meant so much to these people. And, um, at Mosaic, um, something that I think is one really wonderful is we can track our sales, we can track our inventory, we can see how things sell. And I've noticed that this coffee design, this Vietnamese coffee, that is actually not a super popular design, it's no Meowdy. The people who buy that tend to buy other items as well. And it tends to be other Asian food stickers or magnets. And it just means so much to have that there. And to have people kind of wander in during brunch or whatever, and then leave with um, items that they didn't expect to find. Yeah, I love that, and I think it's it's what happens to some of that magic that happens when you bring women together and you bring them together for a like the sincere purpose. And it sounds like Katie, you it came out of a, a need for your own from something you were experiencing yourself. It wasn't like oh, I want to build mm -hmm. this huge brand. You probably didn't know where it was going to go, but this kind of organic connection of, of in community of women is so special. And I, I love, have loved watching it grow. I'm curious to ask all of you though, cause we're now in a new year. Um, we're still in the pandemic and it's still, I, I I'm still kind of thrown off. I don't know about you all. <laughs> I mean, it's stop and start and, and just feeling weird sometimes and the anxiety of it as well. I already had anxiety before as a businesswoman. And so like the pandemic has added it on top of that. I'm curious though, um, what lessons did you learn from from the last two years since we've all kind of been in this together as a businesswoman, as a maker, as a woman, as a mom or sister or friend? Can you share maybe some lessons or some observations? I'll start with you, Katie, uh, about your business, about yourself that you've observed. I know it sounds like Kathy said you put out the call in, in uh, summer of 20, which was in the middle of it, because you were like, Katie was like, I don't pandemic what whatever girl <laughs> it's a moving. so I'm curious from that time from that period on like what have you observed what lessons have you learned yeah I've learned a lot I mean there's 
there's no gosh i'm just trying to decide where to start right because there's so much um so i reached out to kathy in 2020 because we actually moved into our new space on 8th and bishop march 1st 2020 2020 wow and the whole world shut down march 16th 2020 or at least texas did and so we had two weeks open before the pandemic really hit us oh. um it was an experience to say the least it was completely unexpected but i've learned a few things as a business owner from it and um, the first i think would be just knowing that i can't predict the future mm. and knowing that i can make these plans and it's good to have goals set and plans in place but that literally you will not expect what is going to happen and it's going to be a whirlwind every time whether it's a pandemic or something else coming your way. Um, and I've also learned the importance of pivoting as a business. And I think that's something Mosaic did well and all of the women of Mosaic did well during the pandemic. Um, we were shut down for two months-ish and we went to online sales and we had maybe five makers start making masks and push those out to the population. And we had an employee actually run a mask fund to give masks to the homeless as well. Mm. Um, so just knowing our situation and knowing how we can help others during the time and really leaning on that was helpful for us. Yeah, I, I think those lessons are so huge. And it's it's it takes sometimes those those tough times, those challenges for us to really like understand that too. But I think now with the pandemic still existing, it's like we really you can do as much as you can but giving ourselves the grace to say this may change next week but i can still move forward oh, yeah. i think you're living oh, testament yeah. to that ashley what about you what lesson or observation did you have um going through our our interesting times last few years um so mine was more of so 2020 like i said before i mentioned before was actually the year where i kind of pivoted my business to really what i wanted it to be so it was an eye opener for me just to see like what did i want to turn it into but also what i learned was staying true to myself mm -hmm. um so when you create art for yourself it's a lot different than creating art for other people um and so that was something that i really didn't think about when i first had started and so it started where i was creating for myself everything was good and then all of a sudden I got to the point to where I started creating for other people. What are other people going to like? Well, is this going to sell? Where's, and, and then my mind was just everywhere. And it's really hard as an artist, but also a creator to create when you feel like the pressure. And so for me, it was getting to the point of just staying true to what I want to do and what the message is that I want my customers, but also my audience to receive. Um, and the other thing that I learned is do not rush the process or your journey. Um, I'm sure that other makers have gone through this as well, where, you know, you feel like you're on this time frame and everything has to be done like right this second. And that's not how it's supposed to be meant to be. Um, you're supposed to go at the pace that you're supposed to go at. Um, and so it's also just me kind of being in that moment, enjoying where I am at the moment and just kind of taking it from there. Um, so yeah, that's really what I learned. It was more of a personal kind of thing for me, not necessarily, um, business wise, but, um, it's definitely something over the past couple of years that I've had to work on. Um, and just, yeah, staying true to my brand and the message that I'm wanting to send out to everybody. So, yeah, no, I think, and it was so interesting as, as a businesswoman as well, is that you really have this mashup of personal and professional. It's actually a phrase, professional, and it's kind of how I operate because <laughs> there really is no separation anymore. We try to say there's a balance and stuff. I'm like, I, I, I to new business women and business owners, I'm like, it's a lie. Yeah. <laughs> there's sometimes yeah. when your family life and personal life 
are doing great. Like I was in Italy for two weeks uh, after for my birthday last October, living my best life. But but shortly before that, I had been working seven days a week, uh, eating in my bed and working. Like it was ridiculous. So it's kind of like this thing where our personal and professional really kind of influence each other. So the lessons, it sounds like you learning your personal for sure influenced your professional. I love this idea though, this, this thought of, of creation for others versus ourselves. Cause that is so true. I think for any industry too, because you do have, it's two hats. And at the end of the day, you really have to stay focused to believe in like what I put out is what other people are going to, because you could just be changing with the wind, right? And that could get so stressful and you're constantly moving and feeling very chaotic. So I love, love that thought. Uh, Kathy, what about you? Biggest lesson learned or observation um, for yourself or your business in the last year or so? I think the, the biggest lesson for me, um, I, I think... I think there's, there's actually two and one would be tw like 20, I guess it would be like 2020 versus 2021. And so 2020 would be um, use this downtime to educate yourself and to learn because no one knows what's going on. You want to stay safe. You don't want to get sick. So um, I use that time to invest in myself and invest in education and do online programs. Um, I did taper camp by Katie Hunt um, at the end of the year, and that was really helpful. And much like Mosaic, it also um, helped me join a community and have people to lean on if I have any questions. I know Katie is in the group as well and has taken it at some point, um, probably way before mm -hmm. I did. And just like the, the importance of community overall is what I learned in 2020 because none of us knew what was going to happen next, but we had each other to lean on. Um, and then as far as 2021, which was kind of 2020 repeat question mark, like who knows? Um, I think towards the end of, or I guess mid to end of last year, um, especially Q4, is that um, you can't do it all yourself. You need others and so um that that kind of leads to this year which is I need to hire I'm not sure what that looks like yet but I I just need help I can't do all the things I can't run the business as well as leave the cards and ship yeah. things to Dallas to get to Mosaic and ship things all over the U.S. or the world you know to get into shops but how wonderful it is that I grew to the point that I need help you know, yeah. and that like I'm shipping something to Canada. I never knew that was going to happen, you know, yeah. so being proud of that, but also like knowing that to scale, you need more humans and you're just one person. <laughs> Such a huge point, Kathy. Um, we have we host a networking event monthly, a virtual one. And we were just talking about this conversation. And, and one of the things we talked about is really this redefinition of what self-care is. But but for female founders and self-care for me, and it's taken a long time to get here, is, is hiring. Is, is the actual, the first time you make that hire, which is a really tough time to do that because I think um, we're conditioned to do it all and feel like we've got to do everything. Some of us also have a challenge just asking for help too. But even just planning your business with the thought of having additional support or help is even the first step, even if you're like, I don't know how I'm going to make this first hire, just even the, the thought of planning. So I love the fact that you've embraced that and that you'll now be able to grow um, to a different level. But that really is honestly to me for 2022, self-care is, is getting help and support. That could even be having someone help you clean. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. 
or cook food or whatever, like self, we have to really put ourselves first and be super selfish in, in the best way possible. Katie, I'm, I'm curious to ask you, like, what's next for Mosaic? I know you started it with this idea of uh, you're probably tired of talking to yourself. I, I do it. So I'm just saying, <laughs> you're like, I need to have some support. It's lonely, this process. I know it's not just me going through some of these challenges. It'd be great to have this conversation with other makers. And now you've got the storefront. I know has expanded into some other areas. Tell us like what's next for Mosaic um, for 2022. You're a busy bee. So actually, yeah, <laughs> I am. And, and, you know, I think an easy answer would be like, oh, another location or moving to another city. But I think my focus in 2022 as COVID fingers crossed goes away is to really up our social community and engage with my makers on a deeper level and make that more of a intentional thing um, every month instead of just a thing that like, oh, we'll all get together when we're healthy or we'll all get together when it's safe again. And obviously we'll wait for what's safe. We'll do virtual meetups, but I want to be more intentional about building that friendship and not just like a their business partners in this. Sure. I love that. And I know with, yeah. with the deepening of that community, you have something special launching soon too that we can't wait to, to hear about. I do. I do. We're launching a podcast. I'm so excited. Um, it's called She Makes. And season another, one launches... another great name, Katie, by the way. Like she just, <laughs> Thank just you. Can't, we can't lose <laughs> names. I saw that. I was like, but it makes so much sense. And it's like simple. Keep it okay, simple, good. right? Oh, love it. That, that's what I was going for. So I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad you said that. But um, we launched January 17th. And we'll have our first three episodes come out. And She Makes is all about having real conversations with makers. Uh, in the first season, many of them are from Mosaic, if not all. I think we have maybe three people who are not Mosaic-based. Um, and then we're gearing up for season two now. We're finishing recording on season one this month. I've actually got Kathy and Ashley on an episode with me for season one. It'll be our final episode, and I'm so excited about that. Mm. So... We'll be recording that, getting season two ready, but stay tuned because these episodes are really special. These makers have stories that are just incredible. Um, they need to be shared. And, you know, behind every product is a story, like we've learned from Ashley and Kathy today mm -hmm. as they've been talking. And to hear these stories just makes you love this product even more and these women. And so we talk on topics like imposter syndrome or being a mom and running a business mm -hmm. um, or community as we've been talking about today and just the importance of embracing these things and leaning into them as a business owner. I love that. I can't wait to tune in and, and we, I'm assuming we can find she makes on all of the places to find our normal podcast. Yep. Apple, Spotify, good pods, the whole thing. Awesome. Well, we can't wait to support that. I think, this idea of how do we share our stories. And more importantly, I think what you're doing is, is, is in alignment with what we're wanting to do is just to shine a light on, on what's happening here. And now it sounds like you're, you, Mosaic, I want to clarify this too. Is Mosaic mostly DFW, Texas, or are you expanding nationally as far as your maker community? I know you said you've got your storefront, but it sounds like the community is, is kind of all over or can you clarify that? So Mosaic Makers is Texas women. Um, I do envision a future where we can open in other states and embrace those local communities as well. But right now, the Dallas location is supporting Texas-only makers. 
Okay. Well, you know, I, that's my jam. So I'm fine with that, Katie. <laughs> I, I love that. Uh, but I, it definitely sounds like what you're building, a foundation of could for sure expand. So we're almost out I would of time. Yeah. I wanna, um, I would, we always end on a note of, of talking about the women that inspire us. Before we get to that, though, we'd like to ask you, what do you all need next to take your business to the next level? Kathy, you kind of alluded to this a little bit, um, the additional of support and help. I'd like to ask each of you though, what what do you need in order to, for your business to grow, or for you as a woman, a business owner, a mom, or sister, or whatever, to grow as well? Kathy, is it hiring this additional support? Um, yeah, so it's definitely um, hiring additional support, um, and I think that's in a number of ways, whether it be um, packaging and and shipping order fulfillment, um, as well as um, freelance support. So. Um, like more like regularly having um, a photographer shoot um, for product launches and um, redesigning um, the logo. And so it's okay. not necessarily like, like having to have someone full time or having someone part time, mm -hmm. it can be um, um, different ways of support. But in addition to that, improving systems and um, having automation, having some things run themselves so that my time is not taken. And so I can, mm -hmm um be more in my zone of genius and yeah. so more making and more strategy um illustrating uh, ashley what about you what what's going to take you what's going to take king to the next level um are you as a businesswoman to the next level so for me it's more of consistency on schedule so i'm not at a point to where i can hire anybody yet mm -hmm. um and so i'm still trying to juggling the marketing and the creating and so as far as like my pieces, my pieces can take me from anywhere to 30 hours to 60 sometimes. And okay. so um, just depending on materials and stuff that I'm working on. So the biggest struggle that I've had here on now is a balance because um, mm -hmm. I will always pick creation over anything else. <laughs> and so for me, it's really um, kind of honing in this year on dedicating, okay, Ashley, from, you know, two to four, that's your okay. market and from 10 to two or from 10 to 12 is going to be your creating. Um, because like I said, I will create all day and then I won't do the rest of the stuff. So for me, it's more of having a balance. Um, and then I'm a mom, I'm also a wife mm. so just trying to balance it all at this point. Um, eventually mm. I would love to be able to hire someone, especially for the marketing part. Um, but at this point I'm just not at that time. So just balancing and also using my mom as a huge help in my business. Um, and so, and I don't utilize her as much as I could mm. like, actually let me do this. And I'm like, no, I got it. Um, cause I have a really hard time. <laughs> just kind of letting go and letting other people do things. Mm. I just want to do it all myself when really I'm just one person and I can't. Yes. So, yeah. This year, just kind of letting go and letting go of things that I can give to her to help, mm -hmm. but then also just really staying consistent on um, timeframes as far as, you know, if I'm going to do marketing, do this right now. If I'm going to do create, create. If I'm going to ex experiment and try to create a new product, that's what I'm going to do. So just being very intentional with my time. Yeah, no, I think so. And I think what you discussed are things that we all battle and it's it's an ongoing battle too. I'm in the 12th year as an entrepreneur and it, I still the scheduling. So what I've learned to do on this one is I just, I, I, I dive into my own intuition and I'm a creative and could spend all day on something too. So I just actually embrace that now. I pick, I pick a day a week where I don't do anything else. That's literally my day because it's, it's intuitive of who we are. And I'm not a schedule. I'm always running five to 10 minutes late. I'm always off. You know what I mean? So it's like, this has been going on for 12 years. So this is kind of who Jasmine is at this point. So, so it's like, I'm just going to pick 
pick a day, and that's the day where I'm not doing anything. It's literally my my creation day, the day I'm writing content, the day I'm doing this. But I also am very disciplined to tell people too, like this is the day that I'm going to be doing this. So I kind of really block it off. So um, so that would probably be my advice to you. The balance is 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 a challenge. So it's like, what does balance look like for you? And the balance may change from now in summer. It may look like something totally different. So just giving yourself the flexibility. Saturday or Sunday might be your full day to create or Tuesday might be a full day to create too. And and that's actually okay too. You kind of, the cool part about this is you kind of create your own rules in a way. Um, and my last thing I was going to tell you too, because I always kind of challenged about hiring when to do it. I'm a huge universe person. I start having conversations before I'm ready for things because what mm -hmm. I've learned is when people start to hear about my passion and just your introduction, I already can't wait to learn more about your pieces and what you're doing the universe brings us good people and brings us people that move us forward too. So you just never be, you'd be surprised if you start talking to some marketing people and say, this is where I'm headed next year or end of this year. I just like to start having combos. You just never know. Someone might be like, Ashley, I'm obsessed with you. What can I do to help? You, so you just never know. So <laughs> yeah. Uh, Katie, what about you? Um, share, share your thoughts. Yeah. So for me, the biggest thing is keeping up with this growth, right? Like we went from eight makers to 15 to 50 to nearly a hundred now. Mm -hmm. And um, so with that, I think comes hiring mm -hmm. and I'm actually working with a girl on a new role for the shop that will be called maker liaison. Um, but one thing I really prioritize with my makers is keeping in touch with them and reaching out to them and building that intimate community where they know I care and want to know how they're doing. And as we've grown, it's been a lot harder to do that, right? Because a hundred women is a lot to keep up with. So yeah. I'm bringing this girl on to help me kind of make those connections deeper, um, keep in touch and educate them as we go. So if something's not moving in the shop or they want to try a new price, we can help them really figure out how to move forward there. Um, so hiring is one thing for me. And then the other goal or Thing I'm working towards is just becoming more of a maker resource for people. Um, I think I'm doing this through the podcast, but then I'm also launching an online course called Maker Masterclass. And I'm wanting to build this. So I'm looking for speakers. I'm looking for people who might be interested in taking the course or helping to share the course um, and just bringing that to the surface so we can get going there too. I love that. I, I think that's probably like next level community building, right? Like set the foundation, start to build out what it looks like. And then, okay, we've got our community. How can we all start to grow together? So I, I love that. Yeah. Excited to learn more about that. So as we end our time with you, because this always goes by so fast, um, I want to share, I want you all to share a final piece of advice for an aspiring maker, um, someone that is maybe looking to do this or she, she's been doing this, but hasn't really called herself a maker. That's something I've observed too. A lot of women are, are actually businesswomen, uh, but they don't really call it that. Uh, but so last piece of advice. And then what? please share like a, a, a Texas woman that inspires you. We call her a Texas spirit animal, but like a woman that has inspired you. Either she's a famous, a celebrity. We always get Beyonce. It, half of that's me and Selena. Uh, or it could be somebody from your real life, you know, a coworker, colleague, family member, someone who's currently living with us or someone who's who's gone. So we'd love to. Katie, I'll start with you. Last piece of advice for an inspiring maker and then uh, name a Texas woman that has inspired you. Sure. So my piece of advice um, is one I've been giving a lot lately because I 
really learned about it through my own journey. And that is that you are never ready. There is no perfect moment to launch, to open an Etsy shop, to open a retail storefront. You will never be 100% ready. And so if you're waiting for that moment, it will never come. Um, so my advice is dive in, you know, give it all you've got and dive in and get started. And inevitably you will learn and grow as you go. Um, as for women, this is going to sound cheesy, but it's honestly all of the women at my shop. Um, they all inspire me. They're creative. They're beautiful. They're, you know, open and sharing their stories. And that's what keeps me going. So that's not cheesy, cheesy at all. I love that. <laughs> I, I love that answer. Cause I think the women are probably a reflection of some of, of the, your own ideals and beliefs and value systems too. So it's, it's absolutely really amazing. Yeah. yeah. Ashley, what about you? Piece of advice for an aspiring maker and then a Texas woman that inspires you. Yeah. So I have two as far as um, advice. So one is just giving yourself that time to grow, giving yourself some grace, um, not feeling like you have to get everything done. Um, Cause I even know comparing myself to now um, to Ashley, when I first started, that's still something that I struggle with of just not like wanting everything to happen now. Mm -hmm. So just giving you yourself that time to grow. The other thing I would say is to find your purpose. Mm -hmm. um, I had a business coach um, that I started with last year. And I remember the first question she asked me is, what are you, what service are you providing your customers with? And I couldn't answer it at first. And I was like, well, I never thought about this. She was like, Ashley, once you find your purpose, everything will fall together. Mm. And man, was she right. Yeah. <laughs> so finding your purpose is huge um, in any business, I feel like. Um, so yeah, those would be my definitely my two things for advice. Um, as far as a Texas woman, it's actually my mom. My mom is definitely my biggest cheerleader, but also I've always looked up to her and she's just inspirational to me. Um, she owned her own business when she was younger. Um, I grew up in a salon, so she had a salon, um, and going kind of go back to giving yourself time to grow. I remember she used to tell me when she was younger that she would just, there was this one beautician that she would go to her shop and she would just sit for hours and just watch. And she was like, mind you, I didn't make any money. I was just kind of sitting and taking everything in. She was like, but it was the best experience that I could have given myself because I learned mm. so much. So, yeah. yeah. Well, we, of course, <laughs> have to give her a shout out. What's her name? Uh, Deborah. Deborah. Hi, mom. <laughs> Thanks so much for giving us <laughs> Ashley. She, you sound, she sounds amazing, Ashley, too. So but I love that shout out. Kathy, last but not least, um, some yeah. words of advice and then a Texas woman that inspires you. I think as far as a piece of advice is um, don't be don't be afraid to show your heart. Um, as someone with a marketing background, sometimes I feel gravi I gravitate towards, oh, choose the thing that you, you know is going to be popular. Choose the thing that's going to be trendy. Mm -hmm. But you find that more that a lot of people are doing that. Like what makes you special? And that's what's inside your heart. Mm -hmm. And that makes you vulnerable. And it's scary to do. But when you do, the people who fall in love with your work, the people who try to connect with you, it's just so much more meaningful. And um, an, an example of, of this is I'm actually um, co-hosting a Lunar New Year festival um, coming up on February 6th here in Austin at Paper and Craft Pantry. And I, I posted something on Instagram last week where I was, I was like, oh, I'm not going to, it's not going to perform. There's going to be like three likes and a painted this. Like I hand painted this, there's something called banjung, and that is a glutinous rice cake that is um, eaten in Vietnam to celebrate the Lunar New Year. It's, it's something that's only created during then. Like I think you, you could, but if you were going to go to a grocery store or market, you can't find it outside of that time. It's 
specially made for Lunar New Year. And so I was like, okay, I'm going to release, release it in the world and get those five likes. New post tomorrow. And it was just so incredible to see the responses, the number of like people who shared, the people who were talking about it, people who reached out. And I'm a big fan of Yoga with Adrian, who um, is, has, is a YouTube sensation. Oh, Yoga with Adrian? <laughs> I'll have to check. Yoga with Adrian. Okay. And she she somehow found it and she reshared to her million followers. And we have so many people who have signed up on Eventbrite and people are really coming out. And it's a, an event for the people who are sharing and who are planning our content. They are not necessarily Asian or Asian American. And it just means so much that people want to come out and support us and be a part of this event. I love that. And what about a Texas woman that inspires you? Is it Adrian? Uh, is she from Texas? <laughs> well, she does, but um, <laughs> you know, uh, one of my mentors and one of uh, my former work mom, she's still my work mom, but I don't work with her anymore. Her name is Darla Stewart, and she is just Texasy. She has like a Texasy voice. She grew up in the cattle industry. She knows all about processing meats and stuff, and I'm vegetarian. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, she was um, the director of purchasing um, at the university that I used to work at as far as um, food service goes and as a younger woman starting to work in a place that was um, male dominated as well as just had a really large um, age gap as far as the people who I was mostly working with I just felt like she really stood up for me and some of the other younger women who were starting there and would advocate for us um, however she see fit and so making sure that we were cared for, making sure that we had someone to talk to when we ran into challenges. Um, I really think that she was really great at being the person that her younger self needed. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that would be helpful for all of us to think about. I love that. I love her tech, the Texas voice, because we all know what that is, too, right? <laughs> we all already know what it sounds like, too. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm so excited to explore all of your your goods, your your things you're making. I can't wait to check out that Vietnamese coffee, uh, <laughs> because I love Vietnamese coffee, actually, Kathy. I can't wait to check that out. Um, and if you all are going to be in Bishop Arts or Dallas, you definitely need to swing by that hot girl corner where Katie's shop is. It's the best place, the best place you can grab some food and swing by there. Katie, can you, as we close out, I want to thank you all, but how can we connect with Mosaic? How can we find it? Give us all the goods on that. Of course. So uh, online, we are www.mosaicmakers.co. And on Instagram, we are at mosaicmakersco or mosaicmakersco. Um and we're always on Instagram. We're ready to chat. Send us a message if you have questions about becoming an artist or uh, something you see in the shop that you want shipped to you. Just let us know. Awesome. Well, thank you, ladies. I'm so excited about all that Mosaic is today and where it's headed. And I'm excited about She Makes too, since it's going to be coming out pretty soon. So make sure you all, while you're following them on Instagram, you also check out She Makes, which, you'll, which is launching on the 17th. Thank you, ladies. Have a great week. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.